education things, the learning more about the real estate, reading real estate books and going on real estate forums, you should be wanting to do all of that stuff because that's what's setting you apart from everyone else. Welcome to On The Real Estate with Kelly Dubois, a show for real estate agents at any level, buyers, sellers, or anybody interested in this crazy real estate industry. I'm Jason Gillikin, CEO of EarFluence, and Kelly, I'm so excited to chat with you today about a personality trait that some people might feel is a positive for real estate agents and people in sales. Some might completely disagree. So I've been in sales as a background my entire career. And uh, so I'm excited to talk to you about this. I'm always excited to talk about real estate and personalities (laughs) and people. (laughs) And uh, your your face, you're confused by by why anybody (laughs) would say this could be a positive trait for for sales. But what we're going to talk about in general is arrogance, cockiness. Yeah. Um, But let's start off with what are some positive personality traits that you see in super successful agents? I think that they're able to not make things personal, not make things about themselves. It's always about the client, leaving your arrogance kind of at the door, I suppose. Um, I also think that it is being able to be a team player because that that's probably one of the most important things. At the end of the day, you want to be able to get to the closing table, and that's going to work only if you can play with both sides. Mm, yeah. Um, do you want to shout out anybody that you've seen, um, in your career that has been, you know, somebody that can do that really well? Uh, there's all, I mean, if you've been a real estate agent for over five years, you can do that really well. There's a ton of great real estate agents who are able to do it. Yeah. And I think that's also part of the irony. Um, your super douches or arrogance, (laughs) they're either really new uh-huh. Which is funny, and or they're mediocre who yeah. have been like kind of just hanging on. But your most badass agents, they they're not they're not in that arrogance yeah. range. They're like, let's do this. I think at that point they don't need to be arrogant, mm. and that's the difference to me. If you're arrogant, you're constantly having to feel like you're you're proving something or you're trying to intimidate somebody that you are more than you really are. Your numbers in real estate or any sales speak for themselves. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if I'm in a mood and I have a super douche on the other side, I'll look up their numbers and compare them. And if I have to look up an agent's numbers in my market, you're already less. I already know it because the numbers that I follow, they're they're on top. I already know who they are. Yeah. Uh, note to self, name this episode, don't be a super douche. Super douche. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't, I mean, I can see your where you were kind of going with that, with the fact that well, well, I'll, you I'll need explain. leadership. Yeah. You need to have confidence. Com- but there's a big difference between confidence and arrogance, I think. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about leadership at, at, at any level. So in my sales career, I've seen some people come in and they are not team players at all. Um, but they get on the phones and their cockiness will come through on the phone. And so people believe what they're telling them. And like they're they're pretty good at, at selling. 
Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like there's a cap to how, how high they can get by being somebody who is arrogant. Yeah. I don't like arrogance in general. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't. I, again, I'll stick with it. Your numbers and how far you're going to survive in any sales position is going to speak volumes. Yeah. But 86% of people that get a real estate license don't practice real estate in 12 months. Mm. So I, why is that? <laughs> you, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to get very far with the, the whole arrogance card. Um, yeah. But I also think that the arrogance also is a different, I don't know if it's a different demographic or a different generation, but I do find most people that have a little bit of a struggle of trying to do real estate and realize that it you have to get to the other side with, or you have to get to the closing table with the other side. I think that it's people that come from positions that were not really sales. I think they were higher up positions mm. in corporate America to where they they probably are not used to genuinely working by themselves. They're used to having an assistant or a team that did everything for them. And they were just the ones that were lucky enough to get the praise. Yeah, And I don't think that that is also how you're very successful in real estate. You you need to back yourself up with a really great team that you connect yourself to, like your lender or your attorneys, your inspectors, you know, things like that. But they're not doing the work for me, right? You as the agent are doing the work. So I think it's interesting when I take a step back and realize the, the people who I think come across or the agents that come across um, – with the arrogance. I mean, it sounds ridiculous to keep on saying, but with the arrogance or to perceive that they're more than they're not mm. or more than they are. Like, I don't care what you did in your past job. I don't care if you worked for NASA. I don't care if you were a surgeon. I don't care if you ran, you know, RTP and helped build it. I don't care because you're not in that position anymore. So it's irrelevant. Yeah. Let's, let's talk your real estate numbers. Let's talk what you have done in the last 12 months. And if you haven't done anything in 12 months because you're that new, that's okay. But then I wonder, why are you arrogant? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you have to be humble because yeah. you'll get knocked down really fast in here. And I don't want to ever come across as a mean girl, but I have no problem putting somebody kind of in their place either. Yeah. No, let me, let me push back just a little bit because I don't, I don't think you should be arrogant by any means, but there's a fine line between being confident and being cocky slash arrogant because in sales, in real estate, you're going to get knocked down a lot, a lot. Like you're going to spend so much time with a potential buyer or seller. And then that time will amount to zero mm -hmm. at times. And that hurts. Oh yeah. Yeah. That People don't, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because people don't also realize that one, there's zero loyalty in real estate. Well, I think there's <laughs> very little loyalty in anything in general, right? Yeah. But then you're talking about in real estate, you're as an agent, you are a dime a dozen. I mean, there's a million real estate agents out there. So if, you know, you could be working with somebody, like you said, for, for months, months and shown them hundreds of houses and then... God forbid you don't pick up your phone because you're at your kid's sporting event or you're on a date or you're sick. They'll just call another real estate agent. Lo and behold, that'll be the house of their dreams. They'll put in an offer and 
you get paid nothing. You're mm -hmm. that's it. I mean, yeah. so how do you, okay. How do you get knocked down then without losing confidence, right? To some degree, you need to think like, oh, I'm, I'm still good. Like I'm still great at this job, even though you just spent a ton of time and you got nothing from that. You need to have some sort of not arrogance, but you have some sort of self-confidence that, you know what, this is going to happen. Optimism even. Oh, yeah. I'm all about being positive and like the whole manifesting thing. I'm working on it because oh, I'm yeah. snarky. So, <laughs> you know, that that's a big thing. I, I am. You do have to have a positivity and um, a confidence that you are going to succeed. Yeah. Like I'm going to succeed. I, I know that now by saying that, does that make me sound arrogant? I don't know. You you tell me you just heard me say it. I'm going to succeed. I guess if I just say it, that's one thing. But then can you follow it up with a why? Right. And I guess for me, I'm going to succeed because, well, failure is not an option. Mm. I really don't want to go back to any other job or position. Um, and I guess I genuinely know I'm good at this job. And to say that, that's not just my opinion. I can follow it up from hundreds of reviews. I can follow it up with success of being, of staying relevant in this market for, you know, five plus years. And that's a really big thing. Are you still relevant in a market? When I say relevant, it's not a popularity contest. It's do you still have consistent buyers and sellers wanting to work with you? Yeah. And if a client wants to work with you, if people are still referring you, and when I say people, I'm talking buyers and sellers, like past and present clients, but also other people in the industry, your closing attorneys, your lenders, you know, even other agents. We have, I work with a lot of referral agents that are not, you know, directly in my, my area. I, and actually even area agents who are in my area. I had an agent yesterday, or I had a client yesterday, a, a buyer, I have a listing and he called me and he's like, I'm working with this agent right now. She is in on vacation at the beach, she just told me to call you directly um, and wanted, just said, you know, she's unable to help me right now, but I really wanted to see this house. I have a great working relationship with that agent. I will, I, I'm scheduled to show him that house. And if he moves forward with that house, I will just give him, hand him back to her if it's something we can work out. That's how you make great relationships, not constantly building a wall between other agents. Yeah. You know? I think that's the thing, right? It is that relationships and you can't be arrogant to other people. You've kind of got to be almost arrogant to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I like that. That's true. You yeah. have to be arrogant to yourself because I'll say things to myself that I would never, ever say out loud. And I'm also queen of second guessing myself and my biggest um, critic, which is probably not a very confident trait, but I will be like, oh, shit, I, never, I shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, I should have done. You know, like I'll replay things at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And they're all of um, criticisms or how I should, should have maybe handled the situation differently. Or, you know, if, uh, if it would have been handled in a different way, it would have had a different outcome. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. They're all things that I'm saying right now that can no longer be controlled but are still controlling my mind. Yeah. So, 
But um, you do have to have a confidence to to yourself because I will say th- certain things to myself and be like, you know, I'll pump myself up and be like, we're going to do this. Yeah. You know. Well, I think real estate is such a relationship-based industry. Um, you've got to have those relationships, like you mentioned, with the lenders, um, with other members of your team, with buyer's agents, if you're a seller's agent, like all these different people, right? And so if you're coming across as arrogant, if you're coming across as like, you're better than everybody else, who's going to want to work with you? No one. And the point of like building those relationships, it's so underestimated and essential for you to build those relationships with the other agents. I know I've said this before in a past podcast, but like with the agent that reached, that's that agent's client that said, just Kelly will handle it. She can, that was, there's two things I know. She probably just genuinely wants to have time at the beach with her family, which is hard. Real estate, you kind of have a joke. The If you're ever not really busy with clients, just go on vacation. All of a sudden, everybody and their brother will want you. <laughs> um, but so that probably is happening with her. But also for the other, other aspect, I would never, ever be like, oh, thanks for your client. We're closing and high five and never give him back or not give her her a commission based for that. Mm-hmm. You know, she, that's her client. And I think that that's something really important. Actually, an agent told me a long time ago, and I will do a shout out, um, an agent named Martha Lucas with Remax um, United told me a long time ago when I was a baby agent, the minute you start making real estate about the money is the minute you fail. What does that mean? Well, the minute that you start just making it all about the commission checks and the dollar signs, and you are going to automatically stop worrying about your clients, your reputation, and being able to work with other agents. And and that is probably one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten in real estate because it is so true. Yeah. The minute you make it all about money, and then there's an irony to that too, because I say, I'll say to my my newbie agents, whether they have been agents and just kind of came over to our firm or agents that literally just got there, passed their real estate test, I will tell them whenever, you know, they're even talking about, you know, coming in and wanting to hang their license with us. The first thing I will say to an agent is, do you like money? (laughs) It's, I will come in every time. Do you like money? And I want to see how their face and body language reacts. And the ones that automatically feel uncomfortable or even like perplexed, they're not going to be a top-notch agent. They're not going to be a top-producing agent. The ones that right away are like, hell yeah, I like money. I love money. I like expensive things. That's going to be, that's it. Yeah. You have to like money to do anything in sales because like we just pointed out, you don't get paid if you don't close or work. It's all sales. So you have to like money to keep that ramp, um, that hamster wheel spinning. You have to like money to be able to keep going. You have to like money to be rejected over and over again and hung up on. And if you come on my property one more time, I'm going to shoot you or call the police. <laughs> like, you're just kind of like, oh, <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> same time, same place. <laughs> you know, awesome. you have to be able to feel okay calling somebody 10 times. Now, not 10 times in one day, but 10 times in, say, you know, two months. And 
eventually you your goal is not to completely and totally wear them down to where you get a restraining order in the mail. But your goal is to be like they're resilient. Yeah. They're confident. They're a hard worker, you know, and that those are your traits that you need. Yeah. Um so I I can appreciate like, you know, the whole is that arrogance? I don't know. Is it arrogance to maybe a little bit to keep bothering somebody, but I don't know if it's genuinely bothering if they're picking up the phone from you. If no. you've not been blocked, you don't really know what you want at that moment. <laughs> sure. Well, think about it from the other side, right? <laughs> if a, a real estate agent was calling me 10 times over two months, if I was actively looking for a house, you know, I might not pick up the first nine times because I'm playing with my kids right then, or I'm in a work thing right then. Like, what are the odds that I'm actually going to pick up my phone? Pretty slim. Yeah. And so like, if somebody is still interested in my business and I have not told them like, look, stop calling me. Like that's an invitation to keep calling me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I look at it too. Cause people are like, Oh, you're going to call them again. Or, Oh, you know, yes. Until they literally say, Hey, Kelly, or that would be the nicest thing they could say. <laughs> Don't call me. But that's fine. I yeah. mean, I've got super thick skin. I I have three brothers and I have an ex-husband. Yeah. You're not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> You're not going to hurt my feelings. So yeah. it is what it is. You've told me that you've had to tell agents, uh, you're not special. You're uh, not special. Yeah. So talk a little bit more. Your mom about thinks that. you're special. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, I guess that goes back to me preventing arrogance. <laughs> That's, that's my public service um, for preventing more arrogant humans. But you're not special in sales. You're, you're grinding and you're constantly moving and hopefully improving yourself and getting better and building confidence and relationships. But what would make a real estate agent really that special? I don't even know. I don't even know, again, sales. What would make a salesperson so special? What what in any job makes somebody so special? Are you special because you worked your ass off? Great. But shouldn't you work your ass off if you're the one that wants the money and to reap, reap the rewards? You know, ironically, I think in this industry of sales as a whole, I think the harder you work, the harder you grind, and the more you put your name out, the more shade you're going to get thrown at you, the more hate you're going to get, the more little whispers or tidbits about that person you're going to hear. So really, ironically, I think the more successful you become, be prepared for a little bit of the hate. And I think when you start to receive the hate, you, you're starting to make it. You're yeah. starting to ruffle some feathers. You're starting to be noticed. And that's an interesting thing to say because I do remember the first time that I was, I received some some hate and it bothered me more than I would. Well, what happened? I thought. It was actually an agent in my office that told me what somebody had said about me. And we were having an agent meeting and it was a, a builder that said, um, oh, yeah, Kelly's a bitch. I really don't want to, I don't have any desire to attach, you know, our name with her and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, 
I never met that person. I never met that person. What in the world? So I, it really bothered me because there are a lot of people who do think that I can be a bitch or I can be abrupt or I can be um, obstinate. And that's all well-deserved. It <laughs> genuinely is. Because if I'm working with somebody or representing somebody there are going to be times, no matter how well I play with the other side, that I do have to remember I'm representing one side. Mm. One side is who I have my fiduciary duty to. Yeah. So if we cannot both meet in the middle and make this um, happen, there are going to be times where I'm going to have to have to fight for my client or fight for my firm. Yeah. Because I have I have two roles. I have two hats. So. There are times whenever I know that those things being said about me are well-deserved, but I also know that there are times when those things are being said about me, I did an amazing job because I represented my client the best I could. I did keep my heels in. You know, I did not cower or cave for them and get them less. Yeah. So when I heard that about the other, I had to stop and think about it and it bothered me, one, that somebody was talking about me that I had never known or dealt with. Yeah. And it, it was about me, but I think the thing that also really bothered me is it was being impacted in a negative way now for the firm. And as a co-owner now, I was being reeled in to where it almost felt like the firm was kind of getting backlash because of them not liking me. And then I had to... I couldn't, I can't let things go. I'm like a freaking pit bull. So like once I'm like put my teeth into it, I'm not letting go until I decide it's time to let go. So I had to think about it like, well, our firm does a ton of commercial land deals and we work with national builders and we work with regular local, you know, smaller builders. And I was like, where did that come from? Well, there is one builder that as a buyer's agent, I've sold their product. We have had to go back and forth. Well, it ultimately had come down to that of them not liking the way that I two deals had gone down. Now, two two deals went down in a sour way because that builder did not follow through with their contract for the buyers, and I made them change things out. One, the siding was wrong. Like, we, they're not going to pay for it. And I even gave them the choice. You don't have to take the whole siding down. That That sounds crazy. Just give them a price reduction then. Like, that's what my clients wanted. They did not care. And then the other one was a house that we should have closed on and they kept changing the closing date and then to accommodate them. And at that point, they were in breach of contract mm. as, as a builder slash um, seller. So again, that was also going to be something that needed to be handled. So I was a bitch because I stood up for my clients to get them yeah. what they needed, which is fine. I don't care. But now the fact that they were talking about me to somebody else that I'd never had any dealings with, that frustrated me. Right. But. It, like you said, once you get the hate, like yeah. that's how you know you made it. So, I mean, that builder is going to, oh, this is going to be an arrogant comment, you guys. <laughs> I just realized it. But <laughs> is it arrogant or comfort? That builder is going to need my firm more than I'm ever going to need that builder. That's right. So is that arrogance? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that's just facts. Or it's just facts, yeah. really. So, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think the last point on arrogance that we should touch on 
is education and growing yourself. Because I feel like if you're arrogant, you don't really feel like you need to learn or you're not really taking that continuing education seriously um, because you don't have that humility to be like, okay, there are things that I need to learn to, to make myself better. Have you seen that in, in real estate agents? I see that in my own agents. I yeah. see that in all real estate agents. I, it's so frustrating to have that happen and see that because, you know, if, if you are a real estate agent or if you're not a real estate agent, fun fact, Jan, um, July 1 is whenever all forms, like your real estate um, forms, they are all updated. So as of July 1, they're all new or have slight changes or tweaks to them. So that's the whole point of CE classes, continuing education classes. Real estate agents have to take eight hours, two classes of continuing ed classes. Well, the continuing ed classes start in July. So we're here, right? We just hit this. All the new forms now have implemented any changes. You find those out in your continuing ed classes, which are mandatory. The commission makes you take those. If you don't, then you're in trouble with the commission. But as a firm, we're doing, we're, we'll do trainings and meetings to review the changes, to review, you know, point out where the differences are. And sometimes they're so slight, they're really difficult to even notice. But sometimes they're so slight, they're easy to miss. And if you miss them and there's an issue, that's coming back on the agent and the firm. Yeah. So we're off. We we do these classes right now. And I'm telling you, today we have a meeting and it's like pulling teeth getting our agents there. Now, my baby agents, my newbies, they're there. I just love them. They are so anxious and ready to learn. But my past agents who are starting to get a little bit comfortable are kind of like, yeah, I might make it. I'm like, hmm you're going to be there because that's starting now. When I hear I might make it, I'm starting to hear, Ooh, we're getting a little too big for your britches. And it's time for me to say, you're not special. I love you, but you're not special. And don't become that person to think you're exempt and get your tail to the meeting so that you can hear about the changes, which are going to set you a step above anybody else who's not willing to do that. And that's the thing is like the education things, the learning more about the real estate, reading real estate books and going on real estate forums, that you should be wanting to do all of that stuff because that's what's setting you apart from everyone else. That's what's making you... That is what is going to make you a little bit more special. That is what's going to make you more successful. That is going to be what's going to save you when you look like a superhero to your client because you caught something that the other side missed. And when you do that, when you catch something that the other side missed, you very nicely reach out to that agent on the other side. Don't make them feel like a dumbass and simply inform them of it, let them make the changes, and that's that's it. That's all you have to do. Be knowledgeable, be respectful, um, and just be willing to help and learn. But the minute you stop wanting to learn and 
be helpful. You'll be one of those. You're going to be one of those 86 percent. Because if for nothing yeah. else, other agents will want to run you out. And don't think that doesn't happen. Mm. I got Jeez. a list. Whew. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that is good stuff. And you know, you think about the the forums and the CES and, and the books. Like, what if that CE um, class uh, helped you not lose ten thousand dollars in commission? Yeah. You know. What if a book that you read and you got one idea from that, one idea from that, that helped you get an extra $10,000 in commission because you're able to sell or you're able to contact a, a, a potential buyer for, for whatever reason? You know, what if one, one forum idea got you something where, you know, you made a little bit more money because of that? Just the one thing. And like, let's say it's a two-hour class. Um, in that two hours, if you can make or not lose thousands and thousands of dollars in commission, certainly worth it. Yeah. I mean, there's a great book. Um, I think the one real estate agent, like my, my real estate agent, like hero would probably be Gary Keller for Keller, Keller Williams. Um, he's, he's spectacular. He has a great book out there. You can get on Amazon. It's like $11 people buy it, read it, you know, but you have to make it through the whole thing. It's, it's just wanting to make yourself a little bit set apart from the others. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't just fall into the own, you know, I always say that. Don't let yourself fall into the pack. Brand yourself. Market yourself. Um, educate yourself. You know, this is your game. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to handle it? Yeah. How are you going to stand out? And you're going to stand out. You can stand out however way you want. You can be a super douche. Stand out that way. <laughs> I mean, some people really do genuinely succeed that way. Right. You know? But there's a cap. But there's a cap. Yeah. Or you can handle it, you know, in a different manner of just having that being that confident agent who is not going to, you know, have to constantly, you know, think they're constantly more. That's exhausting. Yeah. It is exhausting. Um, what's the name of that book again? The Millionaire Real Estate Agents. Okay. I've got an idea. I hope it's okay with you. Um, but for anybody listening to this, watching this, if you write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you go ahead and send a screenshot of that to at on the real estate pod on Instagram, um, we'll put you in a drawing for uh, to send out that book. So oh, I love it. Does that work? We'll send five books. Five books. Okay. Well, it's really good. I mean, it really is an amazing book. It if you care at all about your career, you should read it. So I'm willing to give five people that book. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Yeah. So uh, write a review on Apple Podcasts, um, screenshot it, send it to at on the real estate pod on Instagram, and uh, you'll be on a drawing for the, for five. That books. is a $20 book. So a $100 value. Wow. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, Kelly, this has been an awesome episode. Before we get you out of here, uh, do you have a can't make the shit up moment from recently that you want to share? I mean, this, this deal today is driving me nuts. The lady has an outstanding water bill. We can't close until she cut, she pays it. Until she pays a water bill. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that a good can't make a shit up? Yeah. Like why is she not paying the water bill? People want to fuck with me today. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm about ready to be like, bitch, how much is your water bill? I will pay it. <laughs> I'll just yeah. close. How much can it be? I don't know. She hasn't lived in the house for like three months. Yeah. So the water bill cannot. I mean, like $150 maybe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
can't make this shit up. <laughs> yeah, it's driving me crazy. I just think it's a real estate day. Yeah. Some days are just better than others. And today it seems to be all kinds of insanity at once. Right. Yeah. But tomorrow will be better. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Kelly, this has been a great conversation about arrogance, humbleness, cockiness, uh, being a super douche. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was so great to see you again. Thank you. Have All a right. good time. Don't forget our reviews for, so we can send you uh, how to be a millionaire real estate agent. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, if you like this show, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll be back again soon with the next episode of On The Real Estate with Kelly Dubois.